23. He said to the crowd, if any one of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. He was saying you got to deny yourself. You know, it's not taught in the church this, these days. Denying ourselves is not taught in the church. But that was one of the marks of following Jesus. To deny yourself. In other words, the simplest way I put it is like, like what Jesus said in the Gethsemane. Lord, not my will, but your will be done. But now a lot of us are living for ourselves. In fact, a lot of us are having it our way. We're agreeing with Frank Sinatra and we're saying we did things our way. Instead of saying it, not my will, not my way, Lord, but your way be done. Hallelujah. That's what he said to those who want to really follow him. And now, look, I long for a church of more than a thousand, folks. I want God to, be, to, to have an increase of, of people. Uh, you know, 2,000, I like that. Glory to God. 5,000, I like that. But I pray in Jesus' name that if there's a crowd of people, every single one of them are real followers of Jesus Christ. Real followers. We want a husband. Praise God. We've heard that God brings breakthrough through, in relationships. So we come to Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that. You need deliverance. You come to Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that. He says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. But when you come, you have to realize that there is a demand because he has purchased you by his blood. And now the Bible says, we do not belong to ourselves. We belong to Christ. Therefore, that's why Paul could say, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. The life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. As Christians, we are meant to shine in this world. We must be different because we are different. First Thessalonians 5 says, you are all sons of light. That includes you. You're a son of light. Sons of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. That is who you are. And it says, therefore, because of this, let us not sleep. Let us not be inactive. Let us not be dormant. Let us not shut up. As others do, but let us watch and be sober. Remember, Jesus said, watch and pray. Watch and be sober. In other words, be expectant that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. I love the song that Roddy sang at the beginning. The words are so powerful because it's, it's talking about a church that is ready for our king. And I wonder, are we ready for his coming? Are we ready? Are we, are we looking up? Are we saying, Lord, is it today that you come? Are we excited about the possibility that he may come any second? And when he comes, we'll be happy because we fulfilled what he wants us to fulfill. Or are we asleep? As if he's not coming now, or a decade time, or a century's time. He said, let us watch and be sober. 
Ephesians 5, 8, for you were once in darkness. That's what it's describing us, what, what we were like before. We were once in darkness, but now, say now. It says now you are light in the Lord. Glory to God. And then what does it say? Walk as children of light. Verse 8. Walk as children of light. Live as children of light. Because you're light. In other words, if you're living in darkness, the clarion call to you is that, hey, you were once in darkness, but now you are the light. So live as children of the light. Turn to someone and say, it's time to shine. I'm almost there. Hallelujah. So what does it really mean to walk as children of light? Now, I believe so strongly in the word of God. The word of God says things very clearly. So I'm going to just yield to the word of God right now. Ephesians 5.1. I'm going to read from Ephesians 5.1 and we'll just go down and just see what the Bible says concerning living as children of light. Because what verse 8 talks about being as he says, for you are once darkness, but now you are light and live as children of light. So what does it mean? So let's see what Paul was saying in Ephesians. Verse 1 says this, Ephesians 5.1 says, follow God's example. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. In other words, we should be like God. One version says, imitate God. Be like God in terms of his character, in terms of his ways, in terms of his kindness, his goodness. It says, follow God's example. And it says in verse 2, and walk in the way of love. In other words, he's called us to love. Just as Christ loved us. Now, in the 60s, there was a whole movement about love. And it was not talking about the love of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. It was a different kind of love. Amen? But it says, as Jesus loved us. So it's saying, the kind of love you should be walking in is the agape kind of love. The God kind of love. The way he loved us to the extent that he gave his life. That is how you should walk in that love, that agape love. Amen. The love, it says, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice. Verse 3, but among you, listen to this, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because we belong to Jesus and our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's why. He said, it should not be even among you because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. In fact, Paul asked that question, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? We belong to Jesus. He goes on. He says, you know, um, there should be no hint of sexual immorality, impurity, or, or, or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking. Now, I'm glad it didn't say joking, because joking is good. Amen. But it said coarse joking, or inappropriate joking. It said it shouldn't be among us. So sometimes, yeah, you know, there's some, there's some really funny comedies that make fun of a lot of things, and it's coarse. It's coarse. It says don't be a part of that. Switch it off. Turn it off. <laughs> Amen. It says, 
Rather, there should be thanksgiving. There should be praise. There should be gratitude in our hearts. So we shouldn't be grumbling and arguing, complaining. We shouldn't have coarse language. We shouldn't have coarse joking. We shouldn't have all of that stuff. But he says, rather, one of the traits of people in the light is they are thankful. <laughs> they are thankful people. Why? Because they recognize what God has done. They recognize the goodness of the Lord. They recognize the kindness of the Lord. They wake up and say, this is the day that you have made. I will rejoice. I rejoice in your loving kindness, your tender mercies. I rejoice in your steadfast love that never changes. Your mercies that never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You see, people of the light are thankful. Even when there's a meal, they will thank God. Because they recognize that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. So they'll remember to thank God for that meal. In public. Amen. They'll remember. I remember growing up as a Christian. When I was, I was a, young, a young Christian. In terms of thanking God in public. It was an issue for me initially. You know, right now I'm very bold. I'll thank God. I'll pray. I don't care if anybody hears me. I'm more mature. Praise God. But then you know. I just flicker my eyes. and Thank you. Amen. And I'll eat. Nobody would hear me. And then I realized that that wasn't quite good, you know. So I said, why don't I thank God at the end of the day for all the meals? <laughs> okay, you guys are goody, goody, goody. I, that's what, where I was, amen. You know. But the thanksgiving is one of the things that we should be seeing. Thanksgiving. You get that new car. Don't be ashamed to say, praise God, I've got an upgrade. Right? You know. Yeah, just thank God. You had a, a flight to Germany or a flight somewhere or you traveled and came back. Thank God for that. That's why God loves testimony. And that's how we overcome the enemy, the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Oh, I'm telling you, when you, you know, I love this, this uh, song that says, count your blessings and name them one by one. It will surprise you what the Lord has done. As you count all the blessings, you begin to say, oh, thank you, God. Yeah, you may be going through a trial. It may be a difficulty. It may be going through the fire. But can you see with your eyes? Can you hear with your ears? Can you walk? Can you talk? Can you eat by yourself? That's all reason to thank God. Thanksgiving is one of the characteristics of those who walk in the lights. Thanksgiving says, but rather, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Can you say thanksgiving? thanksgiving. Then it gives us a warning. For this, verse 5, for of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an adulterer, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. That's a whole sermon in itself. Verse 6, let no one deceive you. With empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Verse 7, therefore do not be partners with them, for you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Live as children of lights. And then it tells us what it looks like. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. So righteous living is part of that. The goodness and kindness of God should be expressed with people of light. That's why the Bible says, you know, let your light so shine that they will see your good deeds and glorify God. Hallelujah. 
It says, find out, verse 10, find out what pleases the Lord. That is ours to do. Find out what pleases the Lord. And then do it. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness. I've noticed again the deeds, the deeds, the actions, the things that you're doing. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It's shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. And everything that's illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Glory to God. And then in verse 15, it says, be very careful then how you live. Be careful. Be very careful. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity. Because the days are evil. I'm telling you, this is saying that, that you have to be intentional about the way you live. You have to be intentional about your lifestyle. You have to be deliberate. And notice it started by saying, find out what pleases God. One of the things you should be doing is, Lord, has this pleased you? Am I doing this right? Does it please you? Ask yourself that question. If you have that nudge in the inside of you, your conscience that says, uh-uh, don't do that, then you know it's not going to please the Lord. You shy away from that. But notice what it says, be deliberate about the way you live. Look, I'm having to be deliberate about the way I live. I, 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 I don't like Facebook, okay? Ajwa loves Facebook. So she does Facebook for the whole family, praise God. I remember once I met somebody who I hadn't seen for years, and they were telling me about my whole family. I said, how did you know? I said, Ajwa let it known, Okay. But I spoke to a pastor, it was actually Dr. Kazumba Charles. I spoke to him and he told me why it's an opportunity for the kingdom. He says, make the most of every opportunity. How many of you love Facebook and are on Facebook? Do you use this as an opportunity? Oh, yes, you show your children, you show the smile, you pass on that Trump joke, you do this, you do that. But do you see this as an opportunity? <laughs> Glory to God. I told myself I was going to be very calm today. <laughs> Glory to God. It must be the anointing. Amen. Praise God. It says, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And it says, therefore, do not be foolish, but be understand what the Lord's will is. Church, I'm just, I believe I'm sharing the heart of God. The heart of God is for us, his people, to look around and see what's happening in the world and to be conscious that these are evil times. And in evil times, where sin abounds, grace even more abounds. And that grace has to be made manifest through the people of God. In the darkness, we, the light, have to shine. Otherwise, the darkness gets more and more and more and more till the light is snuffed out. I believe when the rapture is, happens and we are taken out, I believe that's when the light, and that's when, boom, everything is going to be completely haywire. But we are here right now in this generation for such a time as this. And you are the light. 
I am the light. We are the light of the world. And Jesus is saying, my children, my beloved, the ones that I paid a price for, will you choose to be my bond servants? Will you choose? You are my sons and my daughters. Yes, but will you choose to do my will? Will you choose to be my followers where you deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me? That is the question. And I believe that's his heart this morning as he speaks to us. Would you say today that you are shining the light of God, the light of Jesus Christ in your life? Would you say that? Would you say that your lifestyle is a lifestyle of the kingdom of light? Or is it more like the lifestyle of the kingdom of darkness? The lifestyle of the world? Is your light hidden in a closet? Or is your light shining brightly everywhere you go? These are questions the Lord wants you to ponder. He wants you to be honest. And if today, as I've spoken, the Lord has spoken to your heart and you have felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit, you honestly say, Lord, I want your light to shine inside of me everywhere I go. I'm here to say that you have to humbly accept the help of God for that. The Bible says God gives grace to the humble. And his grace is the enabling power, the divine power to do what he has called us to do. But he gives that grace to those who are humble.